Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days with me, not as always because we've each been podcasting independent of each other, but with me today is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Well, you're giving yourself a lot of credit. You did one podcast that hasn't aired yet, but I've done, you did the uh, Eagles. Stop, Why stop, we put it for the whole Stop being annoying. Akiva, we haven't spun the wheel on the Ravens as we're recording this. So this might not be released for two weeks for all we know. So by the time people are hearing this, we might have done 17 podcasts without each other. Yeah, but you're you probably will have done two of them, is what I'm saying. I've already done two, and you've already done two, and we may do many more. Which so two stop, did you do? Can we stop talking about things that happened way before this podcast was released? Okay, just fine. Leave. I won't spoil that. Uh, the Spurs get invited back into the bubble and now lead the Lakers three games to none. Yeah, sure, whatever. Stopping annoying. All right, so we're here to t- today to talk about the Ravens, uh, the mm. Baltimore Ravens, number two on our cumulative power rankings. But the Ravens, nobody of all our listeners had them ranked lower than four. I had them ranked three. You had them ranked two, which is the cumulative ranking for the listeners as well. So we are very high on this team. And here to discuss the Baltimore Ravens is a listener, is a patron, is a a Baltimorean. Is that accurate, Jeremy? No, not accurate in the slightest. Oh, not accurate. Okay, so first of all, Jeremy Wall, welcome uh, to 32 Fans. How are you doing? And tell us why you're a Ravens fan. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Why am I a Ravens fan? Uh, I started following the NFL 2008, was looking for a team. Something about the December game against uh, Dallas, Ravens won, and near the end, Willis McGahey and Leron McLean put up basically – back-to-back drives with 80-yard touchdowns. 2008 was the first year for Joe Flacco and for John Arbaugh, so I thought it was a good time to jump on the train, and uh, it's been pretty well since then. And, and where, where did you grow up? Fan. Where were you living at the time? Like, you know, who did you abandon? To Oh, I didn't abandon anybody. I, I've lived in Winnipeg my, my whole life. Oh, okay, so. Right. so not a big Blue Bombers fan, I guess. Well, yes, here and there. <laughs> All right, listen, if you're, if you're Canadian, I guess you have an excuse. You can adopt uh, pretty much anyone you want. But if you were going to tell me, like, oh, no, I was living in Jacksonville, just, you know, the Jaguars suck, then that would be a little more questionable. Not that, exactly. we, were, not that we want anybody to be a Jaguars fan, obviously. All right, so let's talk about, yeah, you know, let's start at the top. Lamar Jackson coming off not just, obviously, his greatest season, but one of the greatest seasons in the history of the National Football League for any quarterback. I think it's fair to say that we just saw what will be the greatest season of Jackson's career. His 9% touchdown rate, you know, that's impossible. The highest touchdown rate in the Super Bowl era is 6%. 
Um, so, you know, he's not going to maintain that, obviously. The 1,200 rushing yards, also almost certainly unsustainable. Michael Vick, whose record he shattered by over 200 yards, after his 1,000-yard season, never even got 700. Uh, Randall Cunningham, who had 942 in 1990, never even had 550 after that. Russell Wilson, who had 842 in 2014, has otherwise never sniffed 600. RG3 obviously had 800 in his magical electric year and was never heard from again after that. Cam Newton has topped uh, 700 three times, but has never hit 800. So in terms of bets for the Ravens, I would say that the over-under of 975 for Lamar Jackson's total at the end of the season, that, that to me is easy money. Put all your money on the under. But just because Lamar Jackson's not going to have you know the, the, the counting numbers that he had in 2019 doesn't mean that he can't improve and you know be an elite quarterback and, and improve frankly you know if he can work on his accuracy and things like that become an even better pocket passer so tell us sort of what are the expectations for Ravens fans for Lamar Jackson in, in year three and year two as a full-time starter I think I think you hit it there I think uh, there's going to be some regression of course with the coming off of a season like that rushing I don't know if I'd quite hit the under on the 975 you, you make a good point there but I think uh, I think in terms of expectations, uh, you know, other teams are going to have more film now. They're they're not flying under the radar as they were last year. It's going to be a, a little bit of a tougher road, I think. But uh, I think as for expectations, there's no reason to expect anything less than uh, than a Super Bowl. Yeah. So obviously, the chink in the armor has been the first uh, the the first uh, game playoff exit in each of his first two seasons. Is, there, is that just randomness and small sample size in two free games? Or do you chalk something else up to why he, uh, you know, why the Ravens and, and Jackson lost in both of their playoff games? I feel like it's a little too early to say, say there's a, a choking problem in the playoffs. A couple really badly timed uh, off days so far. Yeah, I think I did read, and, and Akiva, you're welcome to join this podcast anytime you'd like. I no, think I'm I re- enjoying. You're doing a good job. I think I read that the, the total yards that the Ravens gained in the loss to, t- to Tennessee last year was the most in a playoff game for any team in like three seasons or something like that. So they were obviously moving the ball a lot. It's just that they had a bunch of turnovers and they had a couple of fourth down conversions that went the wrong way. And so it wasn't that the offense you know, couldn't get anything going against Tennessee in the playoffs last year. And, and really it was the defense also that ha- had some problems. Let's turn to the defense for a second because this was a uh, tremendous defense last year. Very, very aggressive. I mean, it's an aggressive team on both sides of the ball. I think they're one of the most aggressive teams in the league going for it on fourth down. But uh, defensively, they were very aggressive, especially in the secondary. This is a team, they played a league low, 815 snaps from their linebackers last year. So they would just load up with, uh, with defensive backs and blitz the hell out of everybody. The 41% blitz rate highest in the league last year. Humphrey, Peters, and Smith. Akiva, is there a better triumvirate of cornerbacks in the NFL than those three? Uh, is, I'm trying to think. Is we've only one of the fun th- one of the funny things so far is every team I've sort of studied has been like, oh yeah, their cornerbacks stink. So I yeah. don't even have anything to compare it to. But I haven't I haven't deep dived all 32 teams yet. But that might be it. Yeah, I mean, to get one good cornerback seems difficult for a lot of teams right now, uh, mine included. And two, and then I mean, this team has three great guys. And so, look, the secondary lost Tony Jefferson and Brandon Carr, but they they're still stacked there. So, you know, tell us a little bit. Ozzie Newsom obviously retired. Talk. Jeremy, about how this team has managed to put together the roster that they have, especially, you know, how, how do they compile all those, all those cornerbacks when it's, it's such a limited market for most teams at this point? You know, it's, uh, I, I guess you could just chalk it up to uh, finding value where you can and uh, making the moves that you need to 
to uh, build build around that. You know, Baltimore has always been pretty pretty defense uh, focused, so they know uh, know where to make those moves. And and you're talking about the secondary, but you know they've really made some made some moves to shore up the the rest of their defense as well. The, the addition of Calais Campbell, the, they took Patrick Queen inside linebacker in the in the first round. You know, I, I think the defense they they did have some some exits, but I think uh, I think they should still be in good shape this year. Yeah, they drafted Queen and Malik Harrison. So you know, as I said, they played a league low uh, in in linebacking play last year. I guess they're hoping to increase that this year with, with the addition of, of Queen and Harrison. Calais Campbell, he's just he's way too good of a player to be switching teams as frequently as he does. He's also a guy, he was a little bit of, of a late bloomer in Arizona, I think. You know, he wasn't a star at 22, but, you know, now on the other side of 30, he's become a real star. But he was really good there. He was really good in Jacksonville. And it's just, it's confusing to me why he keeps switching teams. But you got to assume that he'll be an upgrade on the line, I think, because they lost Michael Pierce, right? I think so. Yeah, and they, and they, all, they also added Derek Wolf. Uh, Matthew Judon, I think, got the franchise tag, so he's still there. He had a very strong year mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. You did lose, though, a future Hall of Famer in Marshall Yonda, who retired uh, on the offensive line. DJ Fluker is supposed to replace him at guard. You know, his body of work has been uh, inconsistent at best in the NFL. So last year, their offensive line was really, really good, which is what helped Jackson have a good season. It will help Mark Ingram have a career year, you know, at the age of 30. So tell us about, you know, does the loss of Yonda, like, is that a concern on the offensive line? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely uh, – going to have a bit of an impact he had been there for I don't even know how many years off the top of my head but uh you know kind of was the core of that that unit it's it's going to be a hit but I think I think they have enough tools around them that they can uh kind of keep it together and it might be a little little tougher making room for uh for Lamar and for Mark Ingram but uh should be able to get it done all right so here are my Ravens takes first of all on paper you know forgetting about Lamar the receiving core of Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and Miles Boykin, if that was the Jets' receiving core, you'd be like, wow, they're screwed. Like, on paper, it's one of the least impressive receiving cores in the league. Like, yes, they have a quarterback who can throw bombs. But honestly, they did, they did draft um, a couple guys, a, a, you know, a mid-rounder and a late-rounder. But I'm, not, I'm certainly not sold on, the, on their receivers. They had the second most tight end receptions in the league after Philly. Andrews is an elite tight end. Nick Boyle and Hayden mm-hmm. Hurst are very good. And also, you know, they were getting a lot of receptions out of the backfield. And they have a running uh, quarterback who runs a lot. So, yes, their receivers are not great. And, you know, but w- with Miles Boykin having an unimpressive rookie year and Devin DuVernay obviously wasn't even there last year, they still won 13 games and, you know, had, a, had an MVP quarterback. So couldn't you make the opposite argument, Akiva? that if this team was this good with little from their receivers, then maybe they don't have only one. Although, look, Cam Newton went 15-1 and one and had an MVP season with no wide receivers. Yeah, I'm not and saying they're going to be bad. I'm just saying regressed. if this was, so if this it was might a bad be, teams, yeah. if this was like, if you switch these receivers for, you know, with the Giants receivers, like as the Sterling Shepard, uh, Golden Tate group, that's probably better, yeah. right? And that's not like, and that's well, a So then maybe they'd go 16 court. and out. And yeah. Lamar Jackson would have, you know, 42 touchdowns instead of 36. Yeah, it's about, I'm just saying it's a bottom five receiving crew, in my opinion. All right, another take. So do you remember the Orlando Brown senior, you know, when he got hit in the eye by the penalty flag and his career ended? The ref accidentally hit him and he, then he pushed him down and got in trouble. It's just weird that, like, his son is, it now plays and plays for the same team after he, like, 
sued the league for $25 million and, and, uh, yeah, well, I mean, his and, career you know, got ended by an error. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like ironic that he's playing for the same team and, and like in the same situation after, after, I mean, obviously it's a fluke injury. Like there's much better reasons not to play football. Like if your father had CTE is different than like the flukiest injury of all time. But I don't know people don't talk about that. He's like randomly on the same team playing the same position as his dad who had like the craziest injury ever. It is really the most insane. It's a nice story. Yeah. Wait, is that the oh, end of your well, Ravens takes that the receiver? Yeah, and I don't even. Now I'm thinking, is that even his dad? Is that even his son? It's got to be, right? Yes. It, yeah. I don't know because. Oh, his father all. passed also. I forgot. I had forgotten about mm, that. Orlando that Brown Senior did pass at the age of forty. All right. Great take, Akiva. <laughs> you gonna go back to sleep, Akiva? <laughs> he, no, no. What do you mean? Nobody, nobody's responding. Uh, tw- I was between fifteen and twenty-five million, by the way. All right, let's let Alex. Let's play the schedule game because I want to see if we're gonna have the Ravens as the one seed, the two seed, where we're gonna have them in in the, or at least where Jeremy's gonna have them in the. Well, are we also doing the Chiefs schedule game? Because wouldn't that be relevant to this conversation? No, we're not going to do the Chiefs schedule. Well, we're not we going to go because we, we're not going to go week by week. We'll just say what the Chiefs schedule is going right, to be. In defense of my co-host, uh, it's two in the morning for him, and I think he's half asleep. So, all right, we, you, let's, no, Alex, what are you? Not making any sense? You're like, let's find out the, what seating they'll have by doing the schedule game. This, it's not in a vacuum unless unless Jeremy has them going sixteen and zero. We have no idea what their seat is going to be based. All right, on moron, game. it was a segue. Let's just okay. see. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, Jeremy, week one at home against Cleveland. I think that's a win. Yeah. All right, week two at Houston. I got that chopped up to a win, too. All right, week three. What do you know? Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. Possible AFC championship preview. Yeah, I knew this would be the one that uh, you'd ask about. I think it's going to be tough, uh, obviously. You know, you have the the one and two teams in the AFC. I think that's pretty clear. I I have them down for a loss right now. So two and one, and then in week four, you go at Washington. Uh, I have that as a win. All right, and then at home against the Bengals. Should be a W. All right, four and one, and then you go at Philly in week six. Uh, another win. And then at home against Pittsburgh in the last game before the bye. I have that as a win, too. All right, so six and one. They're only lost to the Chiefs. Coming out of the bye, a couple of tough road games against uh, possible playoff teams from the AFC. First at Indianapolis. I think they can take Indianapolis. All right, and then on, on Sunday Night Football, they go at New England. Yeah, another another tough matchup. Uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of question marks about how Cam is going to do. I think think New England's going to be tough, but I think uh, I think the Ravens will will have enough to uh, get through New England. All right, so eight and one. They come home the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Possible revenge game against Tennessee. Last time they played at home against Tennessee, obviously in the divisional round, lost twenty eight to twelve. What happens in week 11 this year? Uh, I don't think they lose uh, twice in a row to Tennessee. I think they, uh, they can you know, find their number this time. And All right, so 9-1. and one. Get a win there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe still in the conversation for the one seed. Remember, this year, you only get a bye as the one seed. The two seed does not get a bye. So um, that loss to Kansas City hurts, but if, I guess if you win all the other ones, it wouldn't hurt so much. Uh, week 12, they go at Pittsburgh. Can they get the sweep against the Steelers? This is a Thursday, this is a Thursday night game, so short rest on the road. Yeah, it's a short week. Um, you know, I think it, it's not every year that the Ravens can uh, sweep sweep the Steelers. I think uh, I think they might uh, take a loss on on that week. All right, so second loss, and then they have the back-to-back Thursday games. The next week, the Cowboys also on back-to-back Thursdays. Uh, Thursday night football. I think they can go through uh, go through the Cowboys at home. I have that as a win. All right, so that's a win, and then. Uh, in uh, they play at Cleveland on Monday night, so that's I guess eleven days break, and then uh, they play the Browns for the second time. Yeah, they they start a easier stretch of the schedule. I, I think they can uh, 
pull out a win against Cleveland there too. Yeah, and then yeah, the, the last four games are really gimmies. You have Jacksonville and the Giants at home, and that they they finish the season at Cincinnati. So uh, are those all wins, or do you see one of those as a loss? I I think those are all uh, pretty attainable. All right, so fourteen and two. So I'm gonna right. guess that with an over under of eleven and a half, you're taking the over on the Baltimore Ravens. I am smashing the over for eleven and a half. Yeah. All right, Keith. What about you? Eleven is a high number. Uh, again, it's like the highest. Let's say, no one higher than yes. The Ravens. Is the Chiefs number eleven or eleven and a half? No, the Chiefs are also eleven and a half. What I've okay. seen. Yeah, those are the two teams at eleven and a half. I mean, again, like will Lamar play sixteen games? You're betting obviously on yes if you're if you're if you're going over eleven and a half because. You know, I'm not. I'm not buying like if RG three is going three and zero or two and one. Uh, I do like I, one of the things I missed about not doing this for a couple of years is we've done a lot of these fan. We even talked to a lot of these fans already, Alex. Is uh, the eighty percent optimism, and then the negative fans we get are usually like so pessimistic. Well, it's There's it's why Zell for the Giants every year. No, yeah. but, so what we used to do is we used to track. We used to do the schedule game with all thirty two fans, and then mm-hmm. we would track the overall winning percentage because. Yeah. You know, it should be 50%, but it would obviously, it would usually be like 70%. Yeah, because everybody's optimistic. That's, you know, the nature of the yeah. preseason. Except usually like the New York fans and maybe like one or two random teams. Yeah, but if you, you know, if you're a Ravens fan and you're coming off last season, at least for the regular season, you should be optimistic. I think the biggest concern, as you said, is can Lamar Jackson stay healthy? But if Lamar Jackson's healthy, you know, they, they went 14-2 and two last year. And so, you know, it's... Uh, going 14 and two again, that would be tough. Akiva, can you name the last team to win 14 games in consecutive seasons? Ooh, um, uh, I'm going to say, is it, is it the 93, 94, 49ers? No, because they won 12 games here. They won the Super Bowl. Yep. That is not correct. Uh, am I close? Um, I don't think the Pats won 14 the year before or after they went 16 and 0. No, so it is the Pats in 2003 and 2004. Okay, so both Super Bowl years. Yeah, so they Super won Super Bowls yeah. two and three. So they won, and then it's happened two other times. It, it was exactly with, 14, right? They won 14. They yeah, won 14. They won 14 and two those two years. The 49ers yeah. did it in 1989 and 1990. Okay. And both then the, the Bears players. did it in 85 and 86. Ah, so uh, and so and Jeremy's prediction would make this the the fourth time in history that a team wins fourteen games at least in consecutive seasons. Yeah, so well, it's possible, but it's it's quite unlikely. Akiva, I'll make it a little bit easier. Can you name the last team to win thirteen plus games in consecutive seasons? Is it uh, Peyton Manning Colts? No, it's the Saints. They've done it the last two years. Oh yeah, okay, the Saints have done yeah. it. Well, you know what's sad though? Mm-hmm. You know what they haven't done. <laughs> won a play- uh, well, no, they won a playoff game two years ago. One year playoff game, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they won one playoff game in 2018, and then, of course, they lost with the Cole Ruby Jones. And Yes, and then last year was the Vikings. Um, all right, so, so Jeremy, very positive. What, uh, what is your prediction for the playoffs? Are you, are you expect- Obviously, you, you want this team and you have expectations to go to the Super Bowl, but is that, is that your, your expectation? You know, gun to your head. If someone said, what is the last game of this season for the Baltimore Ravens, what would you say right now? Well, yeah, I think uh, you know it comes down to health again. If Lamar is is healthy uh, with the the team around him and uh, the uh, the coaching and and everything that they have going for them, I think uh, I think that is a Super Bowl. So, does that mean that they avoid the Chiefs in the playoffs, or does it mean that they get revenge for the regular season loss? No, I think uh, 
I, I don't think you're not going to see uh, the Chiefs in the AFC Championship with them. By the way, the Chiefs have also won 13 plus the last two years, Akiva. So both the Chiefs and the Saints have done it. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is a good. That is a good question for uh, our fans. We should have started. No, no, at the no, beginning. They won, no. Sorry, they won 12 plus. Sorry. I'm yeah. Wrong. Will your team win the Super Bowl? Because Jeremy's saying yes. I would like to hear how. Like I, I imagine, like if we have a Chiefs fan, they'd probably say yes. Yeah. What other team? Like a Saints fan, would they be too beaten down to say yes? A Seahawks fan, I don't think would say. Like I, I'm trying to think what other teams are going to answer a straight yes or no question. Yeah, if you're asking somebody, does your team have a greater than 50% chance of winning the Super Bowl? I cannot believe anybody would say that except for Jeremy. But it's like, Chiefs are team. you predicting? It's no, because it's, yeah. it's not a greater than 50% chance. It's well, that's what, well, yes, it is. Because if you're no, saying, are you predicting a Super, Super Bowl? Bowl prediction? It's, it's a plurality. Yeah. It could be 12%, Alex. Well, no, 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 no. We're not, say, we're not saying, are you, we're saying, will no. they win the Super Bowl? But no, yes but we're saying. Or no. But, but we're, not, no, we're not really, asking you to pick a team. Okay, no, that's we a, are. Hold on, no, that's a different question. Team. Okay, fine, but that's the question. That's a very different question. question. Okay, but that's but a, it's a more interesting question. No, but it's if those are two very different questions. Who's going to win the Super Bowl is very different than is your team going to win the Super Bowl. The latter one what you, is. What in, do you think, Jeremy? What's a better question? Well, but, uh, well, not, yeah. uh, you guys got me in a corner on that one. <laughs> <laughs> He's a polite Canadian. He doesn't yeah. want to. He just he doesn't yeah. want anyone to fight. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, should we? I, should I feel? A, are you a Winnipeg Jets fan, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, yeah, here and there. I should we feel? Team. Should we feel a kinship as uh, fellow Jets fans? <laughs> a la Mike Francesa with the do the New York Giants and San Francisco Giants hang out if they're ever in the same city? We certainly could. Yeah, yeah. The Jets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more often than not, in the uh, thirty-two fans patron chat, there's a comment about the Jets and. Uh, do a double take on each of those messages every time. Alex, can you name one player on the Winnipeg Jets? Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk when they were in Atlanta. I thought you were going to say Tay Mussolini. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. How do you rank your, your teams across all the sports that you root for, Jeremy? Are the Ravens number one? Is it the Blue Bombers or the Jets or someone else ahead of them? I follow – I probably follow NBA – closest raptors are probably i probably put the raptors at the top probably put uh nfl and the ravens next in my fandom um and then probably the jets and uh nhl followed by the blue jays and uh and baseball mm. If, Bombers are, are a bit of an afterthought for me, to be quite honest. If Toronto got an expansion team in the NFL, would you switch or you're loyal to the Ravens for life at this point? Uh, I'd be open to it. Uh, you know. Let me. So let's switch to our... It's uh, hard to dive into that. Let's do a little Raptors talk for a second. Again, no idea when this is being posted because we are relying on spinning a wheel. And so it could be tomorrow, and it could be two weeks from now. The Raptors could be out of the playoffs by the time people are listening to this. Uh, you know, perhaps the Brooklyn Nets were just too much for them to overcome. But what is your prediction for the Raptors' playoff performance in the bubble? Rob Sesternino's Toronto Raptors. Yes. Exactly. Uh, you guys are going to paint me as the, the world's biggest optimist here, but I, I, don't, I don't see any reason they can't go all the way. Well, they're going to beat the Bucs. No. They're going to beat the Lakers or Clippers. Bucs have kind of looked like trash. Well, I mean, they lost game one. Uh, but by the time we're saying this, they probably won the next four games by 40 points each. But, oh, probably. That, yeah, yeah, I don't think they're losing in the first yeah. year. 
All right, so Jeremy's prediction is that his beloved Raptors win uh, two consecutive NBA titles, followed by his beloved uh, You'd be Ravens on top of the world. Winning I, the I, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Are the Jets – the Jets are not still alive, right? I don't think they made the bubble, right? No, they did not. Okay. And the Blue Bombers this season is dead because the, whole, the country refused to support – they support socialized medicine, but not socialized CFL. They would not pay. They would not pay for That's a CFL. Right. Exactly. Would we have gotten in the CFL if there was no college football, Alex? If they were playing, I feel like we wouldn't have. Like, what would have to happen for you to become a big CFL fan, Alex? Let's say there was no sports. Like, we got into Aussie Rules football. There was no sports. I'm still into it because my team's good. Your team's kind of trash. Yeah. Um, but the I, I'm trying to think. Like, if it was the only sport on, would you watch a CFL game? Not yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, but I but I I, I think that little one point on magic. Uh, Jeremy, let me ask you another question. While we're polling you on all your teams, uh, as we're speaking, and again, who knows what it'll be by the time we record this podcast? The Blue Jays are half a game out of the playoffs in the American League, and they're half a game behind the Orioles. So at some point, you have to figure we'll crash and burn. So, do you predict the or- the Blue Jays to make the playoffs? Uh Anything can happen. I, I don't know what's going on with this baseball season. Um, I'm not uh, super optimistic about it. Um, but uh, like I say, anything can happen. It's really amazing, Akiva. If you look at the AL standings, and again, this could be totally worthless by the time this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. There are seven teams whose playoff uh, odds are greater than 85%. Yeah, well, this is the ALS year also was teams, very top-heavy. Yeah, there's six heavy. teams whose playoff odds are greater than 96%. Yeah, so there's the six NL teams that are absolute locks to make the playoffs. And then the White Sox currently in the seventh seed uh, at 13 and 11 are 85%. And then the Blue Jays actually have the eighth best odds, but it drops to 31%. So Blue Jays, Orioles, Rangers, uh, Angels, basically everybody who's not in the playoffs except for the Mariners are sort of fighting for that eighth spot and the chance to lose to the Yankees or Twins. Or, but you know what? The, with the way the stupid rules are this year, you can uh, you win two out of three and, and you're, uh, you've beaten the best team in, in the league and you're in the second round. So as Jeremy says, anything could happen. The Blue Jays uh, could win the World Series uh, right after the Raptors have won two in a row and then the Ravens. Boy, what, what a year it would be for Jeremy Wall. Anything is possible, man. Yeah. Like uh, my least favorite <laughs> basketball player said. Yes, that's true. Yeah. All right, Akiva, what else do we have for Jeremy? We've covered all the well, I was thinking, we were talking about the Blue Jays. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, you know, so like you will look at a Blue Jays box score and you see all the sons of um, yeah. random Major League Baseball players. I was wondering if we could draft. Random. Other than Bichette, they're all Hall of Famers. Yeah, no, they're very good players, but I'm just yeah. saying it's funny that they're all on the same line. Can we draft? Um, to me, it's annoying draft? that Tatis is not like, I think that all the Suns should have to be on one team. The Blue Jays should acquire all of them. It's true. They should. Or trade everyone to the Padres. Yeah. And they'll really respect the game. Get Yaz's grandson in there from the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. Yaz's mm. grandson is, is like a 42-year-old rookie who has the highest OPS in baseball. Well, he was great last year. Yeah, he was like 27 or whatever, but he was really good. Yeah, he's literally older than Mike Trout, and he, this is his first full season. Yeah. Um, the all right, so I was we should I want to draft uh 90s NFL players who should have kids as juniors in the in the NFL if we could do that for a second, Alex. Okay, so the first round draft because it'd be the third generation has to be Ken Griffey the third. 
No, NFL players. This is a football podcast. Oh, oh, NFL players. Yes. So we're saying guys who played in the NFL in the 90s who we would like to see yes. their sons. We'd like to see their sons, yeah. Now, Jackie like Slater played in the 90s, and his son, of course, uh, yeah. you know. No, Jackie Slater's an 80s guy, really, I think. Yeah, but he went into the early 90s. No, uh, we want guys who do not have players as Yeah, as but far. I guess we, my question is, are, do we want the son to play, like, the same position, or can they be any position? They could be any position. You can switch it up. All right. Uh, Walter Payton's son, Jared, obviously made the NFL. A couple, yeah, stop naming guys so, whose yeah. sons did play in yeah, the not from the 90s. All right, fine. So I will say I would love to see Emmett Smith's son come in and be a star running back. Okay, I feel like Emmett Smith has a son who maybe was at Florida or Miami and didn't make the league. But that, So you want Emmett Smith Jr. I don't know if he has a son whose name, him, but that's a good call. Yeah, Jeremy. I'm, I think uh, I'm, let, let Jeremy I'm gonna, have the second yeah. pick. Jeremy, do you have a player from the 90s who should have a kid in the NFL? You guys are asking the wrong dude for 90s NFL Yeah, trivia. that's true. He, didn't yeah, he became a fan in 2008, he said. Jerry, were you, you, you born you, in the 1990s? Yes. Okay. So you're uh, – uh, Okay, So, but I've got a good one. I think I'm going to win this draft, Alex, okay? Okay. I'd love to see a Cordell Stewart Jr. who's like Ooh. like a, a jacked-up version of of, uh, of his dad, yeah, like so better than Lamar. Slash Jr.? Yeah, Super Slash, we call super, him. Super Slash, okay. Or, come on. How good would that be, Super Slash? Yeah, so super slash. Uh, so he, but he's playing sort of a similar position. He's like a hybrid quarterback, kind of. He's a, yeah, no, he's a quarterback, but but you know he's like he's you know better than his dad essentially mm. at at running and at, at at and and like he's Patrick Mahomes with Lamar Jackson speed. Oh, I have another one, a great one uh, for Jeremy. Actually, I would love yeah. to see uh, John Harbaugh, '90s quarterback, of course, for the for the Colts and the Bears. I'd Jim like Harbaugh. to see. Or, excuse, no, uh, yeah, excuse me. I'd like to see Jim Harbaugh's son be in the NFL be the backup on the Ravens under Uncle John Harbaugh as coach. Mm-hmm. That's not what, bad. What do you think of that idea? That's not bad. Yeah. Um, I also have one for you. Uh, Gary Anderson Jr. becomes the Vikings <laughs> kicker pass. and screws up a lot of yeah. playoff opportunities for you. Uh, I, I'm going to pass on that one. Um, <laughs> how come Joe, Joe Montana? He, it he is, is, yeah, it is weird, right, that there's, you don't see a lot of kicker sons, do you? These guys all go back. Those guys all went back to like Denmark and and like didn't send their kids to the NFL uh, or anything. Name a kicker from Denmark other than Morton Anderson. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy before him. He wasn't the first one. Was he on Stenerud from Denmark? Yeah, or nor yeah, he was certainly from Scandinavia, but I believe it was somewhere in Scandinavia. Yes. We yeah, fam- yeah, yeah. By the way, bunch of them, there was some Akiva. weird ones. We're recording this yeah. on August nineteenth. No idea when it's mm-hmm. being produced. August nineteenth. Today is Morton Anderson's 60th birthday. So happy birthday, Ooh, Morton Anderson. Let's sing happy birthday to Morton Anderson. That, that's crazy. In, in Danish? Yeah, I don't know Danish. I Akiva, only, I'm there, have been, there have been four Scott. NFL players born in Denmark. One of yes. them is Morton Anderson. Okay. You can name any of the other three. I will Venmo you. Without cheating, I will Venmo you $1,000 right now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's ungettable. It's impossible. Um... All right, give me the names. I'm very sad. I could use a thousand dollars. In 1981, uh, Hans Nielsen was a kicker for three games. I don't know him. In 1936 and 37, Wagner sure. Jorgensen played 18 games as a center. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Larry David was not a fan of when Wagner was yeah, playing. Wagner, yeah, Wagner played for uh, Brooklyn in 36 and 37. Started okay. six games the the following year for the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Dodgers. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know if he's related or not, but uh, the previous two years in 34 and 35, there was a tackle and also a kicker named Bud Jorgensen, uh, full name Carl Ankaroverga Jorgensen. I guess sure, everyone Bud. knows that guy. Yeah, and, uh, and he was a tackle for the Packers in 34, 
and then for the Eagles in 35. Guys just switched teams a lot if they weren't really good back then. They just bounced around whoever would sign them. Jeremy signed up for this, did not know he was getting a history of Danish football Danish trivia. Have you ever been to Scandinavia, Jeremy? I have not. No, this was very informative. What's the best country you've ever visited besides uh, the United States of America? The best country? Well, I, besides the U.S., I'd have to go with, uh, with the Homer country like I have been on everything else, uh, Canada. Well, I mean, um, you're not really visiting when you're in Canada. Unless, like, do you think you're visiting, though? Like, you weren't you born there? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Canada. Okay, so Canada one, U.S. two, and then yes. third. By the way, I did Google uh, how, how to say happy birthday in Danish for more Yeah, you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to directly translate happy birthday, it would be Gladelig Fodseldesag, but no Should one says it. Should we tweet at more Danish? I think he's on Twitter. I don't think he has that many followers. But, 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 no, one, we'll but no one says that. The actual expression... Is follower what? get? Can you guess how many followers Alex, that Morgan Anderson has on Twitter? I'm gonna say he has 19,000, yeah. 6,200. Mm. Uh, which is funny because he's been on pardon my take, he's been on the most popular sports podcast. Mm. Times. You don't get the balloons on Morgan Anderson's page for his birthday like you do for most people when it's their birthday. Does he list that it's his birthday on Twitter? No, I guess not. I guess you have to list it for it to be, uh, yeah, for maybe it to that's be private. There. You got you gotta be a, a real. Oh, uh, what was Morgan Anderson's last tweet about? I'm going to guess that it has something to do with uh, some kicking product that he's endorsed. Not a bad, not a bad guess. No, it was uh, Don Shula passing. I guess he probably played.